Oh my goodness, There's a, it's a great privilege to be up here this morning and uh, open up God's Word. I know that um, there are just so many who are dealing with things in your life that are struggles and challenges. And really, the, the main thing this morning is what we've sung about already, and that is that God is our strength. God is our refuge. And um, the tougher the stuff you have to go through, the more you realize how awesome, strong, and mighty He is. If you're letting God's Word have its way in your life. Without God's Word um, and God's Spirit, I'm lost without um, that guiding light that, the, that is the Scripture. And um, we've got a, quite a challenge on our hands, not just with life issues, but just the, the, the whole business of what I see, what you see, what we experience in life, the things we can feel and touch and all that. You know, I, I look around and I think, um, you know, when it comes to strength, there's some, there's some guys in our congregation here that I, I like, I want to line up behind you. Because <laughs> they're physically, they're just like, you know, really strong and rock solid guys, you know, physically speaking. But all of us here really know that um, it's not about physical strength that we're talking about. And uh, from the oldest and the most frail, I won't say any names, but uh, to the youngest and the strongest or whatever, uh, it's all about what God has provided. And so um, this morning we're looking at standing firm in the struggle, and really the struggle of life, not just uh, what it seems that we have in Ephesians 6. If you'll turn there in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6. We're looking at really just verses 10 and 11, but I want to read to you 10 through 13. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Let's pray together. Lord, uh, thank you, Lord, for how great you are. Thank you, Lord, for being overall. Thank you, Lord, for being almighty. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom and strength. And dear Lord, we ask that you would please help us in receiving your word. And then... Uh, we ask for your help in putting it into action in our lives. Because, Lord, without your help, 
we are falling flat in our faces. So thank you for your amazing grace and your sustaining grace. And uh, please help us in this time now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, okay, things are looking good. Things are looking good through this wall here and through the other wall. And it's our office edition. And it's kind of like what we've been experiencing in all of life as Americans. There's a lot of uh, progress and, and excitement. You know, there's, there's great times ahead. We, we have an office edition that it, it's, it's great. And we need to be excited about it. We need to give God the glory to uh, what He's done here and thank God for uh, His work through you folks and the, the work that the, the construction guys have done. But there's much more to it than what we see on the outside. And, you know... Growing up in America is another little issue that I want to throw into this. Um, we've had it very comfortable. And it causes us to, um, you know, continue thinking that all is well if we're just comfortable. All is well if we've got things our way. And... Um, if you read anything in the in the Bible, you find out that that's not necessarily the case for God's people, and that's what we're looking at. There's there's this business of how are we doing spiritually speaking, and there's a great concern because some who are in God's family are still weak. They're not accessing the strength that's available, or they don't even know how. We like the sound of be strong in the Lord, take courage. We like that. But sometimes we just strike out when it comes to actually, how do we do that? So, you know, it is. It's, it's possible to be saved, you know, be weak in our condition, spiritually speaking. And so... Ephesians, I hope that you, like me, love the book of, or the letter of Ephesians and that you take time to, you know, soak it in. Because in Ephesians, um, this is what helps us. We have this exhortation to be strong in the Lord. And we think, okay, that's, that's regarding the, the, the schemes of the devil. But let me offer this up. Paul has just finished with um, a number of practical steps of the Christian life that you and I are responsible for. He's gone through chapters 1, 2, and 3 with a foundation of doctrine. And then he turns, and here's chapters 4, 5, and 6, and he says, okay, go get them. Here it is. Here's how you go do it. And oh, by the way... In chapter 5, he's talking to us as married couples, those of you that are married. Here's how you do it. It's to look like the church. It's to have Christ as the head. And then he turns to parenting. You know, children obey your parents in the Lord. And fathers, instruct your children in the fear and discipline of the Lord. 
And then he even turns to masters and, and slaves. Okay, do it the right way. Do it for God's glory. And then verse 10, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord. It's got a, a pivot to it, I believe, that little verse. It's, it's dealing with what he's just said and what he will say now in the verses to come. Be strong in the Lord for all of life. Be strong in the Lord for all your relationships, especially in your families. So, we recognize, Paul understands, here's all these struggles and these battles of life of all kinds, all varieties, all shapes, all sizes, all the various things that we face in life, the struggles. And he's saying, I'm going to say it in a different way than Jesus said. Jesus said, he said, be of good cheer or take courage. I have overcome the world. Okay? And so, with that understanding, we want to, we want to do our best to understand this package deal that God's given to us. And you can follow along in your outline there. Okay? That uh, there's four things that I want to present here through this passage and then one other in Second Peter at the very end. But here's what he's provided in the package for you as a Christian. Okay? And together, we're supposed to come together as a body of believers, a, an army to stand together. In this very struggle of life, in all the battles of life, in the issues of life. And so number one is strength, obviously, strength for the battle. And the question is how? How do we go about doing that? I, I present to you letter A, the new birth. I am strengthened when I stop and think of who I am in Christ. I don't want to... I've had problems all all along in my life thinking too much of myself. (laughs) But when I stop to think who I am in Christ, that encourages my heart of what He's done. Can you tell people who you are in Christ other than going to heaven? Can you um, show your true identity as a believer? Because this is going to refresh you and strengthen you as you think about what has taken place being in Christ. You must be born again. That's the one condition. You must be born again. There's no other condition really to gaining this package deal, the strength that He offers to deal with life. You just you must be born again. Are you born again? Or are you just sitting in a church pew or a church chair showing up to church? There's a great difference. Do not ever think that you can please God in your own self-righteousness because you cannot. That falls short. You must be born again. In other words, you must come to what God has provided in Christ. And what He's provided in Christ is Christ's righteousness for you. So it's through faith, right? 
So as one who's born again, you're spiritually alive. You're pardoned. You're forgiven. You're reconciled. You're restored. You're no longer in the domain of darkness. You're light in the Lord. Should we continue? You're God's child. As a Christian, you're God's child. That is monstrous, huge. But all too often, we're so familiar with it, it slides by. But the more you and I can pull to mind what it is that's our true identity in Christ, that will provide strength for your day. And by the way, children can enter into the Father's room any time. Hebrews, right? We can draw near with confidence to the throne of grace to f- receive mercy and find grace in help to help in time of need. And that's why we, how we started. We've got these issues of life, whether they're physical or mental, emotional, all the, all the struggles. We can bring this. That's what God wants us to do. Bring it to him. So, in the new birth, who you are in Christ provides you strength to face the day, to face the struggles. Um, letter B. The Bible says, in, in this verse, it says, be strong in the Lord. So, let's go with that. In the Lord is who he is. Again, some of you can rattle off uh, attributes of God. Well, let's get beyond that to... It's not just about knowing theology. It's drawing that to yourself for the strength that you're in what you're facing. Knowing who He is. He is the one and only God. There are no others. He is holy, righteous, just, and true. He is loving, merciful, kind, and patient. He is faithful, good, wise, and trustworthy. He is sovereign. He is perfect. I need to know Him more and more. You need to know Him more and more. And to know Him will provide strength for your journey. You and I cannot... I've said this before. Brendan said it before. We can't answer all the questions that come up of why this happened or why that happened. We can't answer those to our liking. So you trust in a sovereign, loving God. There's... There's all sorts of questions that people want to ask. And the, the Christian kind of response is, well, you've got to just trust the Lord. And that sounds so phony until you learn to trust the Lord in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the suffering. Because along with God being faithful, God is uh, sovereign. God is faithful. I get them mixed up Along with being sovereign, he is faithful. He keeps his promises, Christian. And the more I know about him and turn that, you know, into what I'm facing and what, or what you're facing, there's strength there. There's hope there, isn't there? So. You're in Ephesians 6. Just turn back a a page or two to chapter 3. Ephesians 3. 
Look at verse 16. Look at this prayer. Paul writes in verse 16 that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. He is able to do far beyond, far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. So we need to be good theologians to know who he is, okay? And you do that by spending more and more time in the word. Sounds like same old, same old. But guess what? We're going to keep repeating these things to you time and time again. Because this is what we come back to. This is what we have to come back to. Who he is. Then let us see the strength of his might. Well... There you go. His mighty works. You are strengthened by his mighty works. <laughs> We've already implied it in, in our new identity in Christ, who we are as a new creature in Christ. But his mighty works, it's what he's done in the past, what he's done in our day, and what he will do in the future, what he's promised. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us he made the world. He made the world. He upholds all things by the power of His Word. He's given us the gift of life and breath. <laughs> the stars and planets are all still in place. He causes all things to work together for good. To those who love God, He first loved us. You know, it's basically going through the list and, and again, taking it to heart. It's not anything deeply new, uh, profound or whatever, brand new stuff to you. But it brings us back to, you know, what we need. Some of you have become very weak and weary in your spiritual life. And to say, well, hey, brother, sister, be strong in the Lord. Again, that sounds good, but how... This is one way in which you do it. Turn to Him. Who is He? And don't believe what the world says or whatever. Look to the Scriptures to see who He is and let God minister His truth to your life through His Spirit. He's not only done this in creation, but here is His calling. You weren't necessarily spiritually alive yet, but His calling was there. His regeneration, His salvation, His deliverance from the bondage of our own sin, His suffering and His atonement, His ultimate blood sacrifice. 
all to redeem you out of the slave market of sin. He's reconciled us. He's given us a right relationship and He's adopted us. He's also sealed us with the Holy Spirit of promise. And He's given us assurance of eternal life. Only He can do that. Do you remind yourself of God's mighty works? Make that a habit. Make it a habit. Remind yourself of God's mighty works. You say, I'm too busy. No, you're not. Start the day right by bowing before Him, by receiving His Word. And not just on Sundays. Every day, do your best. Say, I I need time in the Word. That's what's more important. And let His Word minister to your heart. And wash the things that are so dirty and, and sticky on your mind. Get them washed away with the, the power of the Word. And let the mighty works of God be rehearsed in your mind. Be reviewed in your mind. If you have children at home, you've still got children in the nest. Make it a family project. Rehearse them. The, rehearse the mighty deeds of God with your children. Being strengthened in the Lord, listen, being strengthened in the Lord, by the way, being strengthened is not in the active voice in the Greek. It's in the passive voice, meaning, by the way, it's an imperative, it's a command. Do it. But you are letting it be done unto you by God's Spirit, by God's Word, by God's grace. Again, It's a part of His grace. Wonderful grace of Jesus that grows us in the faith. But being strengthened in the Lord is not a complicated process. It's not. I complicate it. You complicate it. We clog it up. We confuse the issue. We say it's some, you know, some feeling. Well, that's... That's not what he's dealing with here in Scripture. Yeah, it's nice to feel good. Yeah? We all like to feel good. (laughs) But it's not about feeling good. It's about walking in faith. Believing what he said. And knowing that what he said, he's done it. His mighty works. So, along with the strength for the battle... Number two, protection for the battle. Protection for the battle is the full armor of God. The key components for the Christian life. The belt of truth. Okay? The belt of truth. The idea is it's around your midsection. And I like to even add this. Just turn yourself into a burrito of truth. (laughs) Wrap yourself... In God's truth. I don't think the soldiers had anything like that, but they had the belt around them. And Paul is saying, wrap yourself in God's truth. Let the truth of God enter. Have that coming in. Okay? And again, we're not gonna, we're not gonna take a lot of time on these parts of the armor. That's not the 
the mission of uh, the message here this morning is just to, we want to cover it and touch on it. So uh, wrap yourself in his truth. The breastplate of righteousness. It's the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's not yours. It's the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And you and I follow along with righteous living. It's because of what he's put to our account. That's imputation of righteous, of Christ's righteousness. He's put it to your account. So therefore, walk in that righteousness. Have the breastplate of righteousness on. And then the, the boots of the gospel of peace. Be ready. Be ready to go. That's the idea. You got your boots on. You're ready to go. Go with what? The gospel. The boots of peace. The gospel of peace. It's, it's the idea of being ready to go. Ready to step out. Ready to walk. Ready to share the truth of the gospel of Jesus. The shield of faith uh, to ward off the fiery darts of the devil. The, the doubts or the temptations that can be fired toward you. And then the helmet of salvation. Protecting your mind with the gospel. Protecting your mind with the truths of Jesus Christ. Developing a, a godly, Christ-centered worldview, because that's where you're, you know, your mind, you're thinking. By the way, how is your thought life? Apart from Sunday morning, how is your thought life? What are you cooking on? What are you thinking about? What's going on in your mind? Is it filled with worry? Filled with uh, criticism? What's your mind filled with? And wearing the helmet of salvation transforms the mind. Wearing the helmet. Then the sword of the Spirit. It's the Word of the Lord. The Word of God. Okay, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Living, it's living and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to discern the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And oh, by the way, so typical of us, we, we'd think, okay, that's the armor. We're not done with the armor, my friend. You look at verse 18, what does it say? <laughs> and with all prayer and petition. Pray at all times in the Spirit. There you go. That's the, the wrap-up to the armor of God. Be praying. Continue praying. Pray at all times in the Spirit. That's the really a key part of the package that you receive at salvation. So that's the, that's the protection that you receive, the full armor of God, and then letter B, will the pastor put it on for me? Will the Bible professor put it on for me? My friend, it's your duty, your responsibility to put it on. <laughs> it's the duty of every soldier. Are you a believer? You're in God's family. You're also signed up as a soldier dealing with the struggle. And so put on... The armor of God. Put it on. And just think of this. When you fail, or when I fail to put it on, 
All I'm doing is perpetuating my weakness. You're perpetuating your spiritual weakness because you're thinking you can handle it in your own strength. That's what it's about. What is the armor of God for? For God and for the strength of God. Be strong in the Lord. Put on the armor of God. You do it. And so, soldiers of Jesus, let's do what we're told. Armor up! Armor up! And you think, oh, well, I'll do that. Yeah, I do that. Um, but, you know, when we stop and think of when we do it, it's really when the, the things are getting heated. Uh, things are getting, you know, I'm, I'm in a struggle. Ooh, I crawl, call out to God. It's only in the really tough times that, oh, I call out to God. I better put the armor on. No. It's just saying, here, do it. This is a part of your life. Just continue on putting on the armor. Let's not be a people that think of, um, well, I'm, I'm struggling. And yes, we, we know. We get it. Okay? We get it when we're weak. We, we deal with weakness. But God's given us His Word to say, here's how you can be strong in the right way. And so, we've got the strength for the battle, the protection for the battle, and number three, the strategy, the strategy for the battle. In verse 11, the last half of verse 11, it says, so that you put this armor on so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And so strategy uh, is to stand firm. Boy, that's really hard, isn't it? <laughs> to stand firm. It's a believer's stand. You stand firm in what we've already said. You stand firm in who he is. You stand firm in His mighty work. Stand firm in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Stand in those ways. And just like I implied earlier, you know, uh, with physical strength, I want to stand with believers. I want to stand with you as believers in Jesus Christ. When there's just one guy standing, um, that can be whatever that is, that is. But when you've got a whole bunch of guys standing together, it's like you take note. You recognize, hey, look at this. This is like an army, it looks like. You know, a bunch of guys standing together. And that's what we should be thinking in our position called to stand and stand with each other as a church. And many of us know of what so-and-so is struggling with or so-and-so is struggling with or hurt and crying over or whatever. We try to report those things at prayer time and in our emails. If you're, if you're not receiving our emails, we want to send them to you, you know. Keep you updated on what's going on. So-and-so's had a... Had a stroke. So-and-so had a heart attack. So-and-so is, is, you know, survived from a car accident. <laughs> Whatever. All that. Let's stand together. Because we're stronger when we stand together. But 
Obviously, you're standing against the devil and his schemes. What are his schemes? He's, he's very subtle, very crafty. He wants to deceive you. He wants to mislead you. And a lot of that is through what appears like Christian teaching. So be on the lookout and be in the word. Stand against the schemes of the devil. When you read in the Bible about things like in Genesis chapter 3, you learn of the schemes of the devil. Okay? So, then letter B, resist in the evil day because we're in a constant battle. It's not just one day. It's the day. It's just, here it is. The world we live in. There's a lot of evil going on. And resist in the evil day. We resist by God's strength, by God's grace. Number four, we wrap it up with Second Peter chapter three. I'd like to have you turn there. Second Peter chapter three. You go through Hebrews, then James, and first and second Peter. Second Peter three. We have progress in the battle. Uh, I think of our little children that like to see how much they've grown since last year. And you mark that little place in the hallway or something, and, and they grow and grow and grow, right? You mark that for them, and they love to see the progress. But, you know, as adults, we're... The only thing that's growing, it seems like, is right in the midsection here. <laughs> But as you well know, we're not talking about physical, we're talking about spiritual. Are you growing spiritually? Thank you for being here this morning. That's a good sign. And the Lord, is our, as our Father, wants His children to grow. He wants to see progress, not only in life in general, but in the struggles. He allows the struggles to come. He allows it. Will you look to Him in those difficult moments? Will you trust Him in those difficult times? And so, Second Peter 3.18 is great. But, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Let's look at, just real quickly, growth in God's grace. Recognizing more and more that all you've been given is out of God's hand. All you've been given. And we are. We are people that likes to, um, we, we want to produce. We want to be uh, excellent and successful on the job. That's great. Keep it up. Give the glory to God, though. But all that you've received is from God. You didn't come into this world with anything but a screaming voice. God has given you everything. 
And the more we learn from the word and receive it by faith, we learn everything we have is from God. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good thing, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Maybe you've earned something, you know. Um, let's be good stewards of it. That's the point, right? You've got a house. You want to commit it to the Lord. You've got children. You want to commit them to the Lord. You've got a new job. You commit it to the Lord. Everything. Let's be that kind of a people. And we recognize it as God's grace. God's gracious gifts to us. And the most important one being that you grow in the grace of Jesus Christ and his gospel, the truth of his word and growth in knowledge, grow in grace in the knowledge. What is that? That Well, the knowledge of his word, the knowledge of who he is. We just talked about that, the knowledge of his mighty works, grow in that knowledge. Number letter C. Growth in glorifying God. To wrap it up. Growth in glorifying God. The reason He came, the reason He saved us, that we would glorify Him with our lives. Again, this is not anything uh, difficult to understand. You've been saved for the purpose of glorifying God, not just to go to heaven. You've been saved for the purpose of glorifying God now. This is how you grow to be strong. Here's being strong in the Lord. Give him the glory. First Corinthians chapter six, nineteen through twenty says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Glorify God in your body. <laughs> Give Him honor. Um, uh, get rid of the impurities. You say, Lord, help me to grow. Help me to trust You to do the work that You promised You would do. Listen, with all that can happen in life, all the struggles, the, all the schemes of the devil, the deceptions and the doubtings and the detours that the devil throws at you, all the stress and pressure and tensions of life, all the physical challenges from pain, all that and more. You and I, as God's children, are called to keep our eyes on Jesus. Fix your mind on things above. My encouragement to you in wrapping this up is keep reminding yourself of these things. Who He is and what He is doing. Not just what He's done, but what He's doing. And what He wants to do with you. Keep reminding yourself of these truths. And remember, why does He stay, why does He say, just stand firm? I thought we were a, mar a marching army, marching ahead and all that. Why does He say stand firm? You know why? <laughs> Stand and see what the Lord has done. 
in the struggle you face, he will fight for you. He will fight for you. You stand firm in what he's done. Jesus is the victor. He has claimed the victory. It's already been done. Stand. Stand and see what he has done. Keep alert to what he's done. Be in the word and give him the glory for what he's done. This is the victory that overcomes the world. What is it? First John chapter 5. Our faith. Let's add this. Our faith in Jesus, right? That's what he's getting at. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Are you there? Are you there? Our faith in Jesus. Who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. 1 John chapter 5. 1 Corinthians 15. And thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus secured the victory. Yes, the skirmishes are still happening. We know that. But one of these days, the enemy of God will have his head crushed for good. And you and I, let's keep walking in the Spirit, walking in the things of the Word, walking in the light of His Word. Beloved, be strong in the Lord. Stand firm in who He is, in the strength of His might. Amen. Let's stand together for a closing prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for what you've accomplished and what you continue to do all to bring glory to your name. Lord, help us to remember the lessons of Israel in the wilderness. Yet the more we complain, the more we murmur and fret and worry the more we just keep wandering in our own wilderness. Lord, please help us to be strong in the Lord and who He is and help us to be strong in the strength of Your might and what You've done. Help us to just keep reminding ourselves of these things through Your Spirit's work in our lives. Lord, we thank You. We praise You for all that You've accomplished. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. To God be the glory. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen.